When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm Bunny Michael and this is XO Higher Self, the podcast where you send in your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. How are you holding up this week? Like many before this has taken us on a roller coaster of emotional experiences and I know a lot of people out there are having a hard time. I just want you to know that as much as things seem to be so chaotic and fearful in the world, we have to remember that we're not alone. We're going through this as a collective. So we can't isolate. You know, we need to share how we're feeling, how we're doing. And especially if we're having a hard time, we need to reach out. When I started doing this podcast, I really didn't know if anyone would listen. And even now, when y'all send in your questions and say like, how much the podcast is helping you and stuff. It's like, I don't even know how to take that in because I just feel so grateful and amazed at how much y'all are helping me. You know, just being able to think about these questions and answer them and process them has been so incredibly healing to my experience, but I shouldn't be surprised because that's how healing works. Everyone is a teacher and everyone is a student. Healing is collaborative and it's relational. There's only so much you can do for yourself. Everyone needs help and support and needs to feel like they're not alone. Last week, as I was watching the riot at the Capitol, you know, I went through the whole emotional spectrum of experience from shock to anger to sadness and then like more shock about how it just kept going on and on and just watching people needing so desperately to assert their power. I know from my personal experience, you have to feel pretty disempowered in your inner life to get to that place. And it made me think about how we access our power, you know, where we're getting it from. Where do I get my power from? When do I feel the most empowered? And I just got this flash of a vision and it was of me smiling. And I was a little shocked by that because normally when I think of power, it's like me standing up straight and serious with like a don't fuck with me look on my face. But this time I just saw me smiling and I saw that when I feel most empowered is when I let myself feel joy and not joy for like gaining something or winning some contest or or something like that but just joy for living for being me for today for waking up for seeing people for being able to breathe to pet my cat to take a shower for just being able to smile because I can And no matter how mad I get at people for causing harm and being hateful, the most peace I get is when I'm able to imagine those people just letting go and feeling the love that they have inside and feeling their own wholeness and knowing that they are enough. 
My prayer is that all people realize how worthy they are of experiencing love and compassion and understanding and peace. I have faith that we are on that path as hard as it is, as bumpy as this road is. We have to maintain faith in ourselves and in humanity because if we don't, who will? It's us. It's us that have to maintain the faith. It's the people who know that the work is love. And we need to help each other. We need to reach out to our friends and our family. We need to hold each other up. So thank you for being here. And I'm going to stop all this soppy talk. (laughs) Oh, I almost forgot. I did make a decision on one change in the podcast. I'm going to start accepting questions in written form and just read them on the podcast as another option for people who are a little less comfortable with their voices being heard. I know some stuff is like more private and some people don't want their voice to be recognized. So if you want to send in a written question, you can email it to xohigherself at gmail.com. I personally think the voices being heard are really, really nice because it's great to hear your voice rather than just my voice the whole time. But if that's not your jam, I get it. And I want you to be able to send in a question if you want to. So put it in an email and I will read it to the best of my ability. All right. So that's all for this intro today. Let's get the questions started. Hi, um, I have a question. Um, here's the thing. Um, this is relatable to my situation. I've been, um, I dated a guy for some months and then he just ghosted me out of nowhere and without any explanation. And that made me feel, um, extremely unvaluable. Um, And I was wondering if you could talk about these kind of situations like being ghosted in your podcast or, and like, how can we, um, like have a different perspective in these situations? Because I really love this person and I will still, um, look at him in a way that, um, it, like in a, I still look at him in a praising uh, perspective. I still respect him. I still praise him a lot. And after what he did, I still look at this situation like I am not worthy. And I just like, um, I always thought this person was like meant to be. And I like, um, it is very, it has been been very difficult for me to not look at it like without blaming myself because I could have done something in the past to change this um yeah so yeah let me know if you could um talk about it or or if you already talk about it on the podcast I'm sorry if I missed it thank you I love you guys I just wanted to say too that um like like your work, everything that you have been posting it been, has been so much helpful. Like I've been looking at life with a different way and I've been realizing things that I never saw. And like, thank you so much for the things that you have been doing for everyone. Um, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, like, thank you. 
I have a meme that says, me, why do people ghost? Like, how hard is it to communicate honestly? Higher self, people ghost when communication is associated with their unhealed trauma. They are not the ghost. The ghost is the issues they don't want to see. I wrote that meme after a previous podcast episode when someone else was also hurt by being ghosted. And I think you already know that it doesn't mean you're not worthy of this person. So many people have been ghosted. I've been ghosted. Does that mean we aren't good enough for the people that ghosted us? Of course it doesn't. It means that there's something going on with this person that we don't know and they don't have the courage to communicate it. Rather than being honest, they just want to hide. And that behavior is indicative of how they live their life right now, hiding from things that are difficult for them. Now, does that mean it doesn't hurt when we get treated that way? No, it hurts a ton. Ghosting can be cruel, especially when it's someone that you love, that you've been intimate with, that you've been vulnerable with, that you've had the courage to be honest with. It really freaking sucks to realize you didn't know that person as well as you thought, but like that old saying, hurt people hurt people. And the parts of that person you didn't know are the reasons why you shouldn't be in a relationship with them and it's a blessing that you're not anymore. What you're grieving right now is the expectation for what you thought would happen in the relationship. What you long for is a person that is much more honest than the person you are actually with. So it's not about not being good enough for that person. It's not that person. It's that the person you're putting on a pedestal isn't real. It's an idea in your mind. When in reality, they cannot fill those shoes. They're just not capable right now for reasons that you might never know. But no matter the reason, it means you're not compatible. You deserve honesty and integrity in all your relationships. And sometimes we have to go through these experiences to really understand what we're deserving of. This is an opportunity to more fully love yourself because there will always be unhealed people in the world that might come in and out of our lives. There will always be times when someone does something that hurts us, but we have to stay grounded in our higher selves that know that every experience can be used as a tool to becoming more deeply in love with who we really are. With time, this wound will heal. You will see that the more distance you have from this person, the less infatuated you will be from the idea you held in your mind of who you thought this person was capable of being. Even though it hurts, sometimes a clean break will make it easier to undo the spell. Sending you lots of love. Hi, Bunny. My name is Marcella, and my question is, what? do you think and how would higher self look at the fear of no God existing or that the God we believe in doesn't, isn't really there? Even if they are really there, how would higher self look at this fear? Thank you, and I absolutely love everything that you post, and I hope that you're having a great day. Even though... Well, I think everyone has a different understanding of God, and some people don't relate to the word God at all, but have a deep spiritual practice. But 
what I assume you're referring to is the idea that there is something beyond what we can sense with our five senses, some force or source for life and for spirit. For me personally, I do use the word God, and my personal understanding of God is the awareness of love's presence. I believe love is a higher dimension of consciousness, where our spirits live and where we have come from and where we will return when we leave the human form. So for me, higher self is the inner spirit, our true selves, the being that is beyond the human form and is one with all living things. God or love is the awareness of that one consciousness. But just because that's how I understand higher self doesn't mean it's the quote unquote correct way or the only way. Higher self could just be kindness or compassion. Higher self could be a philosophical understanding of how to relate to one another or psychological understanding of who you are beyond your ego. It's an incredibly personal journey and there is no one path because ultimately what words we use to describe higher self are way less important than how we allow higher self to impact how we live our life. So for your question about the fear of there not being a God, I think that fear comes from feeling alone and isolated and separate from all living things. Because whether you use God or not, if you look out your window and look at the sky and look at the stars, if you look out into the ocean at the waves, and the tide coming in, if you look into the eyes of your lover or watch a mother holding her child's hand walking across the street, how can you not sense that there is a reality beyond what words can describe? A presence, a connection that you feel in your heart. I mean, what would you call that? When you close your eyes and quiet your mind and sense something within, some space, some warmth, some inner peace, what would you call that? Fear blinds us from experiencing what is beyond our mind's understanding. Whether it's fear of God, fear of death, fear of love, it cuts us off from feeling our spirit because it's like a wall that imprisons us. So I don't think your higher self, no matter how you define it, wants you to live in fear especially fear of experiencing the vastness of who you are. Hey, Bunny, this is Megan from Miami, um, and I absolutely love your podcast. My question is about how do you find a balance between keeping yourself informed and also self-care? I, my younger cousin actually asked me, like, a while ago, like, don't you feel guilty when you look at this, like, when you don't look at the news, but then, like, you feel guilty, you know, or you feel bad when you do look at the news. So, like, yeah, how do you find a balance between self-care and, you know, keeping yourself informed and being active? You can be active and part of the solution in helping bring more love and compassion in the world without looking at the news all the time. We're all here for a higher purpose, to use our gifts, talents, and experiences to bring more love and compassion to the world. And like I say often on this podcast, we all have a different role to play. 
When you're aligned with your higher self, you know how worthy you are and everyone else is of care, of safety, and of abundance. When you're aligned with your higher self, you open yourself up to opportunities to expand your impact, to deepen your connection to others, and transform all aspects of your life into safe spaces for love to thrive. How you're able to stay in the awareness of your higher self is a skill that you perfect over time and practice. What environments, what people, what job, what relationships, what routine, all of it is part of the map to healing. So if watching the news every day for four hours helps you in that healing and service to love, then by all means, watch the news four hours a day. But most people need more of a balanced approach. Staying in the know, but not getting swept up in every opinion, commentary, argument, tweet, that the media is putting out 24 hours a day. In other words, watching the news doesn't mean you're helping anyone and not watching the news doesn't mean you're helping anyone either. Only your higher self can guide you in the direction that will most serve love. So rather than prioritizing checking the news, check in with your higher self first, either through meditation, prayer, journaling, or whatever spiritual practice gets you to that place. Because when you have a consistent check-in with your higher self, you will instinctually know what choices to make to best serve your higher purpose here on the planet. Hi, Bunny. I really appreciate your podcast and everything you do. And I have a question about how to deal with emotionally immature family members, mostly parents. And I feel like I'm giving everything I have. I feel like I'm being incredibly compassionate, even though in times when I shouldn't be. And I can't help but continue to tell myself that that's not enough. And when I snap, I keep looking at it as a negative because I'm exerting all of this negative energy at someone who clearly will never understand the depth of the issue. So how can I reframe this thinking or, I guess, reframe my understanding of how I should proceed with with my parent? Thank you. Uh, Dealing with parents. A lot of us are having arguments with our parents right now. So... When they think or act a certain way, our parents, and the way that they're thinking or acting like appalls us, it has an extra dose of difficulty because deep down, we're afraid. Like, this is where we came from. So there's a part of this in in me. So not only are we arguing the issue with our parents, but we're also trying to assure ourselves that if we could only change their minds, we could be free of whatever conditioning rubbed off on us. So emotions run really high, everything is personal, and it's really difficult to maintain boundaries. Just like it's difficult for our parents to detach from the role of caregiver and thinking they know better than us, It's also difficult for us to detach from the role of child that needs our parents' validation and understanding. At a certain point in our lives, we have to see our parents as individuals, just another person who's on their own journey, who has their own trauma, who's trying to heal and create a life that works for them. 
You said in your question that sometimes you're too compassionate with them. Well, I don't think there's a limit to compassion. Compassion is the vision to see that people treat others the way they feel about themselves. And most often, they're unconscious of their own fears of being unworthy and their own conditioning. Compassion does not condone harmful behavior. It doesn't excuse lovelessness. Compassion is a call for love, is the voice for the healing. Right now, there's a lot of discussion about healing and unity in our political culture, but healing doesn't mean you don't address the wound. Healing means you bring the wound to the surface. You tend to the wound. You can have compassion for your parents because they've been conditioned by the same world that you are. With the same racism, sexism, homophobia, you have broken free from a lot of that mental conditioning, but that doesn't make you morally superior. The whole point is to realize no one is better than anyone else. That is what compassion is. I really admire you for being your authentic self with your parents and voicing your heart, but be mindful that you're still in need of healing. And at what point are the arguments becoming detrimental to staying focused on your path and being able to be in an environment where you have the space to connect to your higher self so you can serve your purpose? One key to knowing if a discussion is helping or causing harm is if you're able to be conscious of your higher self within that discussion. Because if not, you won't be able to protect yourself by knowing when to disengage and the conversation will cease being productive and will only lead to defensiveness and no one will hear each other and then there's a possibility that it can create more trauma. Look, it's okay that you've snapped or not been able to control your emotions around them. That happens to all of us. We're human. Remember, you also have to be compassionate to yourself. Moving forward, I would not engage in these arguments with your parents until you feel more in control of your emotions and anger and less triggered by them. And if that means you need more boundaries, then you should take them. It could mean you see them less. It could mean if sensitive subjects get brought up or if one of them says something harmful, you leave rather than arguing. It seems to me that they've heard your point of view already. And like you said, you can't count on them changing in order for you to be okay. You have a really good heart and I want you to protect it. Channel that passion into another outlet, something where you can see you're making a difference so that it becomes nurturing and helps you continue to grow. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions. Thank you for listening and being part of this community. I feel so honored to have had this time with you this week and for you to be here and take the time to be with me. I'm wishing you the best, most joyful, most blessed rest of your week. And remember, I love you and so does your higher self. See you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 